0: So, welcome back to The Expert Edge. Uh, today's conversation is one of my good friends, Celine da Costa. Now, Celine uh, is phenomenal in terms of what she brings to the expert business. I think it's truly powerful and transformational. In fact, I'm recording this, obviously, after we had the conversation and the we go through essentially the four big steps of finding and sharing your personal story and really becoming your personal story. And she is a story and branding expert Uh, she's actually been featured and been a main contributor to Forbes uh, that's your Forbes.com uh, for quite some time. And she's been behind a lot of, especially a lot of women recently, which is cool, being really featured and promoted in Forbes. And I know that uh, I saw um, Amy Porterfield got featured through her uh, manifestation babe, Catherine Zankina, and many other women, and even some other guys have been featured through her. And so uh, it's really cool just hearing her experience of, she's worked with some really big names and rubs shoulders with you know uh some very big brands but the way she unpacks story and the way she connects with her story and ultimately you'll you'll be able to connect with your story through this process is really unique and phenomenal. I really enjoyed the conversation. And so she's based in Bali in Indonesia. I don't know if you've ever been to Indonesia, but I used to go there quite often when I used to live in Australia. It's just beautiful. It's a fantastic little island. And uh, I just think it's a it's a really cool conversation. So if you aren't following her yet, definitely go and check her out on Instagram. Uh, Celine DaCosta will put her link down in the show notes. And uh, if you find this valuable, please leave a review and make sure to be subscribed to the podcast so you don't miss any of these awesome conversations that we cover. So let's get into it all about your personal story and becoming your personal
1: story. You are listening to the Expert Edge podcast. This is the place where experts come to command the stage, position themselves as authorities and scale their business up. Get ready to access your next level of potential with your host, Colin Boyd.
0: So, Celine da Costa, welcome to The Expert Edge.
2: Thank you so much for having me. I know this is going to be fun. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Now, you are calling in live from Bali. Uh, tell us about how Bali is right now.
2: Oh, well, I don't know if I want to tell you, <laughs> but um, it's it's... It's beautiful. Yes, of course it, there's, um, there's controls in place, but uh, I, I am right now staring, I'm in my office and I'm looking at a bunch of trees and a rice field and a beautiful green yard. So I'm where I want to be, which is in the sun and in nature.
0: Yeah. I mean, I love Bali because obviously I'm from Australia and we used to, I used to do surfing trips to Bali quite often. And I know that you're living at the moment right near a really good surf break, Canggu. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we were just talking about that. Uh, so I definitely miss going there. I think since I moved to America, you know, I, I miss the, even the vibe in Bali. I remember you get off the, you get off the airplane in Bali and you just get swamped by people like they're very everyone's touching you and 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 trying to like you know help you with your bags and like it's just Mm -hmm. and it's just intense like the smells (laughs) and everything everything like that i'm assuming you're used to it by now
2: yeah and i would actually say that you know for those of you who have been to bali before then you'll know that it was very packed with tourists but because of everything that's happening now with the pandemic it's quite spacious Still hectic because it's still Bali, um, so still really crazy, still traffic sounds and whatnot, but um, surprisingly way less busy than it used to be.
0: Yeah, nice, nice. Well, I'm excited to have this conversation uh, previous to us kicking this conversation off. Uh, we, you know, we really were starting to get into uh, this, the big idea of story and what story does for people and, and what that looks like. But, you know, the reason why I wanted to bring you on is, you know, you've done some amazing things for people. I know that your heart is in the right place in terms of building your expert business. You've been a major contributor to Forbes, especially with female entrepreneurship and female growth areas. Uh, I know that you've helped feature like Amy Porterfield, Catherine Zenkina, and a whole bunch of other people who are mutual friends of ours. And so help the audience to understand really like what what is your big message? What are you all about
2: now? Yeah, of course. So what I'm super passionate about and the work that I do is helping entrepreneurs, visionary specifically, to let go of their armor to step into their truth and to come out into the world with the most powerful story that they have to tell that will change people's lives. And it's really important to know that a very important part of my work is I help entrepreneurs become the best story that they ever told. So not just tell powerful stories that increase their influence, their impact, and their income, which is essentially what happens when you tap Mm. into that into your story and are able to communicate it in a way that your ideal audience resonates with, but also become that story so that you are in complete alignment with the message that you put out into the world. So it's really connecting that inner world with that outer world and making it work for you so that you can just catapult your business.
0: Now, when you say story, Uh, And I'd love to get into some, some backstory with this, but the story that people could use and create, they can use this in like publicity, which is a big area that you've helped a lot of people in. They could use it in their presentations. Like what are some applications of their story? What does that look like? Of
2: course. And as you'll, you'll find in this episode, uh, the, the, External application is only the tip of the iceberg. It's actually Mm. the execution part because there's so much more under that that we'll get into. Um, But when you have a powerful story that is like, let's say your hero's journey, like the story of you, who you are and why you came to do what you do and how it is that you help people. That story is, of course, catnip to publicity. So podcast being featured in, in outlets like Forbes, Business Insider, TEDx. Um, it is amazing to weave into your landing page, into your about me. When you're creating a program, it's the first thing you want to lead with. It's really that hook of why do I trust this person? Why should I listen from them? And why what makes them so irresistible, but that I can't help but follow them, hire them, like be in their energy. And so, yeah, there's, it's, there's tons of applications from PR to relationship building, leading with your story and getting somebody interested in you, um, which then turns into like future JV or collaborations, um, marketing, which is, you know, that relationship between you and your audience, landing page. I mean, anywhere really that you are present and people, people's eyeballs are on you is where your story should be.
0: Tell me what the difference is between telling your story and becoming your story.
2: Yes, I absolutely can. And to do that, I'll need to explain the process that I take people through. Go for it. Is that okay? (laughs) 100%
0: let's do it. So
2: yeah, this is part, uh, let's dive right into it. Because I know there's, even with your last question, I'm like, oh, I can't answer this until I explain really what's Mm. going on underneath the hood. So um, this is part of the irresistible story framework that I work with my clients on, which is that going into that there's four elements to an irresistible story. So I'll tell you what they are and then I'll explain. Mm -hmm. Number one is unlock. Number two is embody. Number three is design. Number four is amplify. Now, what we're talking about PR and putting everything I just said in the previous question is actually part of amplification. There's three steps that entrepreneurs must go through before that in order for them to get to the place where they have a really powerful story that resonates with their audience that they can now just blast out to the world. A lot of people just want to go to number four and they want to skip the first three or they want to go to the three and four and they just want to skip the first two. So now I'm going to answer your question through this framework. So unlock, what is it? What is that? So the first thing that people come to me and they're saying, okay, I want to share my story. Show me how to share my story. And the first question I ask is, why aren't you sharing your story? And that's when you get the crickets or the, uh, uh what, I don't know. And then you get like the, the hesitations. And um, the reason why most people aren't coming out there with that powerful, irresistible story that is perfectly aligned with their business is because of all the reasons why they don't want to show up in the first place and that looks like unlocking your biggest limiting beliefs your patterns the patterns that you're engaging in that are self-sabotaging you the disempowering stories with a little s not your story with a big s, but the disempowering stories that you keep telling yourself about why you can't have the money you want the success that you want the impact that you want or whatever it is that you're striving for there's reasons why you don't have it right now and if you're not willing to do the work, to look at those reasons, you're going to have, it's going to be a really tough climb. It's going to be a lot of obstacles, a lot of struggles, um, not a lot of ease. So the first phase is really understanding what is it that's preventing you? And for a lot of entrepreneurs, it's things like, I actually don't believe my story is worth sharing. I want to share it but I don't believe it's worth sharing. or I don't see what people would see in this, or I'm afraid of what my parents will say. Uh, I'm afraid of, you know, what my colleagues will say. I'm afraid of what people will think of me. What if they comment on my post and then like, they, you know, what about the haters? Um, it's also my story is really interesting and I need to share it, but I don't know where to start and I don't know how to structure it. So all this stuff is in the unlock, which is let's just figure out and clear on a subconscious level what's holding you back? Because if you don't do that, you, you're not, you're not going to get that Forbes article. And even if you do, it's going to be very difficult and it's not going to actually be an evergreen piece in your business that is going to last for years to come. Now that brings us to the second piece. Because once Can we just press pause it's like a windshield. You have, yeah.
0: Because this unlocking yeah. piece is really fascinating. Yeah. Uh, and I we're going to get into all of them. But this unlocking piece, what are some, because uh, I know you're, you know, you're an expert in breath work. NLP, hypnotherapy, uh, which is just cool. Like I love seeing people who have got some structure and and some real expertise behind what they do. And what what are some of the things that you work through with people when they are starting to bring up their limiting beliefs?
2: Mm-hmm. Of course. So, um, and I'm glad you're you're pausing here actually because this is actually. Half of the work, honestly. I believe um, it's such a it take, Like, if we look, if we mapped out these four stages, unlock it, it, the, the amplification is like 15%. Hmm. And that's where most people focus on. But this is actually the chunk that must be moved that one time, but over and over and over again. It just gets easier once you learn the process mm-hmm. that I teach. Um, but uh, yeah, so essentially, I'll give you an example and I'll explain hmm. that through, through the example. So uh, I had a client who had been working on this book, like, it's her passion. And she's a a high executive in a Fortune 200 company. And she'd been working on this book, which is around healing at work. And uh, it's her passion. And she's like, okay, I've been writing this. This thing is, is like almost done. And I know that I do not, like I do not feel comfortable launching it, planning out the launch, I don't want to put this out there into the world because what will people say about me? What will people think? Um, so she spent all this time and energy like working on something and just felt absolutely stuck when like, how am I going to put this out into the world in a way that I just feel shame just thinking about it. And so through our work together, the, the first thing that we, cause she was coming to me being like, well, what strategy do I need to use? What, uh, you know, like what launch strategy or like, how do I position it? Or like, what do I do with my social media? And she was coming to me with these, um, symptoms that weren't, we're like, stuff, yeah. right. Tactical things, which is what the human brain does, by the way, when we don't want to deal with the reality of what's going on, we come up with excuses and then we're like, Oh, it's the strategy. Oh, it's it's this tactical thing that's actually getting in my way when it's not. And um, through our work together, what actually came through is that she had a, a very, very abusive father who would basically punish her and beat her for everything. And there was this visceral terror in her body that the moment that I come out with something that I'm passionate about, and I'm not doing what I'm being told, aka in her corporate job, um, I am going to be severely punished. And that was preventing her from just, it was, if you look at, think of a windshield, it's just a bunch of dirt that's just absolutely preventing you from seeing, from having clarity. And so we actually, she's been working with, she's still working with me where she has just launched her book by the way, a year and a half later. But uh, yeah, there's a a happy ending fairy tale story to this. But um, yeah, so, so when I started working with her, it was just, we had to work through the trauma, the deep unresolved trauma of her constantly making decisions around, I need to be a good girl and I need to do what I'm being told and I cannot, step color outside of the line, or I will get beaten. That was an old subconscious program that was running in her system that we had to look at. And we had to clear, not just through talk therapy. Cause I'm, again, I'm not a therapist, I'm a coach, but, um, through actually somatic work, emotional work to release that. Um, and she actually, what we realized is that she was attracting she had an executive coach that she was an abusive relationship with. She had a coworker that she was in an abusive relationship. So she actually kept attracting these kinds of relationships in her life because her subconscious mind kept looking for that those dynamics to replay in her present, which is what we do when we have unresolved issues and patterns that we don't look at. And so we needed to break that relationship We needed to clear her of toxic relationships in her life. We needed to actually have her deal and look at and cry through. And yes, like be in pain through what had happened with her father and close that loop. And only then did she have psychic energy, like energy in her brain to be like, all right, What is this launch going to be? Because she realized that, you know, it wasn't about the haters or the people that were going to be like, oh, what will people say about my book? It was, what will my father say the whole time? And when we were able to clear that, then she she like woke up out of a trance and was like, oh my God, I'm literally basing my life's purpose based on what a few people, few trolls on the internet are going to comment when what I have to offer is going to change people's lives. And I know this in my gut. What, what, what the fuck am I worrying about those people? But she couldn't go through that thought process and have that breakthrough until we cleared all the like deep rooted terrors and fears that were in her body.
0: That is so true. And I think, you know, I think it's, that's relevant for everyone, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and I know you've had the chance and I get the chance to work with some pretty high level people and at all these levels they're experiencing that like they're they're experiencing blocks resistance you know you see them and you think oh wow they've got everything together but they don't like they you know we've all got stuff that we're working through uh so i think i'm I'm sure that that was like probably bringing up things in people because i know for me i remember i even when i was young in my career i went through an experience where basically i didn't get fired but i was on the edge of getting fired right and uh and that was my first real corporate job. Uh, and I remember I literally felt like I was a complete failure. And every single job I took after it, every single time I even spoke or had the chance to speak or whatever, or talk or just you know be anywhere, I felt like everyone's looking at me thinking I'm an absolute idiot. And, uh, mm-hmm. and I had to work through that emotionally. I actually did some really fantastic NLP processes similar to what you do. And, uh, and it changed my life.
2: Mhm absolutely because what you know we are so stuck you know we, we live in a world that just glorifies everything that's tangible and that can be seen but the real the truth is that you know all this tangible stuff is is actually all the things that are happening in our mind, all the thoughts, all the things we're telling, we have a whole world inside of us that we completely neglect because it cannot be seen. But the truth is you have to familiarize yourself with this world inside of you because this that's the world that will determine how you show up on the external world. And you know what you said is so important. I've worked with six, seven, eight, nine figure-inch pairs, I've worked with billionaires. And they still have a fucking problem. And, and because this it's part of it, it's not about how much money you make or the success that you that you make. It's about being human. And if you are, it doesn't matter, like it, there's no correlation between, for example, how much money you make uh, or how you know famous you can be, and like your ability to process your unresolved shit, and also your ability to, to you know, you're, you can still avoid everything that you need to be resolving. But the thing is, I'm going to tell you, and we know this from Hollywood, like if you don't do this work, you're not going to be happy. You can have all the things on the outside and you're still going to be miserable, which is not going to allow you to actually really, truly impact people. And, you know, I just want to, you know, preframe that this unlock piece for some people like my, this client that I'm speaking about, it's huge. You know, it, it might take I have clients that I've been working for a year on unlock piece. But then there's people who have, you know, done the work and who are, and it's actually like a matter of weeks or months before we get that breakthrough and then we can move on to the other phases. So it really is about um, how much have you looked at yourself? How well do you know yourself and how much have you actually confronted this work? Um, And, you know, I can also speak, I can speak to this because uh, we, this is public information. Me and Amy did a a live publicly um, and, you know, one of the things that, to give a, a more, a less, uh, because, you know, with my client, that was a big, heavy example, but to give like a lighter example, me and Amy were working on her Forbes article and like, what is the message that you truly, truly want to put out there right now? How do you want to position yourself? And it was really around helping women like break through the ceiling and like be unapologetic about how much money they want to make and who they want to become. And I remember like talking to her and she speaks about this in a live as well. And the reason why she couldn't tell that message is because she was afraid of hurting her dad. So it's something like that, where it's like you have powerhouse of a message that comes, must come through for the next evolution of who you are as a businesswoman and also as a human and the impact you have to give people. But then it's like, oh, I don't want to talk about how uh, my dad was in, in this way, how I had to like, basically how I didn't want to be my, my own boss, because I was taught that the man had to be the boss. And that was all, that was all on lock. So we had to dissolve that fear, get her to have a conversation with her dad and be like, hey, that fear is valid, it's real. Let's look at it, let's unpack it, let's release it. And now you get to go into embodiment, the, the second phase, which is understanding what is the deeper why, that why are you doing this? And most people cannot tell me why, they, they can think why, but they cannot really express their why because your why lives in the part of your brain that does not have capacity for language. It's in the limbic system. It's where you get your gut feeling. It's where emotion lives. And that's why most people can't articulate their why and why they come to me as well, because it's a feeling. Your why is a feeling. It's not a pretty, like I help entrepreneurs build better businesses so they can whatever. I help X to get Y. Right, right, it's a visceral emotion that has been with you since you were a child that gets you waking up in the morning. That sentence is not gonna help you get up in the morning. So understanding what is your why, what is your vision, which is similar, now we bring in the sentence, once you know what your why is, okay, who are you helping? Whose lives are you transforming and how? So what's the direction you wanna go to? And what are your values? What really truly matters to you so that every story that you tell and every business decision that you take from this moment forward, is going to be an embodiment and an alignment to what truly matters to you. And the trick of this is a lot of this stuff is unconscious. And a lot of the work is bringing what's unconscious into conscious. And as Carl Jung says, and I'm I'm, I'm not quoting him perfectly, but until you make the unconscious conscious, the unconscious will rule your life and you will call it fate. So you'll wonder, why don't I have this? Why am I, why am I not having the results that I want? It's because you haven't talked to your unconscious and you haven't made it conscious.
0: And what does that look like? Um, Like, I know that obviously people can work with you or work with Mm -hmm. hypnotherapists and all that sort of stuff. Um, But what does that look like to really uncover the unconscious?
2: Mm, of course. So there's obviously a bunch of modalities. And it, like for me, my, my tools in my box are NLP, they're hypnotherapy, um, there's breathwork. And the truth is, Colin, that to uncover your unconscious without zero support is going to be very difficult.
0: Yeah, I agree.
2: <laughs> because yeah. it's like trying, it's, it's like being blind and looking for the light. Uh, <laughs> like you, you need somebody to, to guide you because it's, it is your, it's your blind spot it's, that's literally why it's called unconscious because you're not conscious. So in in all cases, it's, it really is around getting that support and, and helping getting the help of like, but the thing is that. I take my clients through a very structured process um, where it's, it, I take them through in the unlock phase. I have a subconscious reprogramming process that I take them through. And one of the first thing I have them, uh, for example, I have them look at the, the, uh, the story wheel, the, the big stories that we tell ourselves, which is relationship, money, uh, career, health, visibility, self-worth. And I'm like, okay, look at this and feel in your gut which of these categories in your life do you feel like you are the weakest at? If we were to map this out, and you know, money is a ten, are your relationships a three? So let's go to the category where you're just like, wow, feeling the the least strong about. So then, in that category, let's say it's relationships, and again, this could be this person's like, I want to make more money. I want it doesn't matter. We look at this wheel. And it's like, okay, interesting relationships is where you're feeling the weakest right now. So what are, I want you to brain dump all the limiting beliefs that you hold around relationships right now. And I just, just go, go to town for a few minutes. And then I have them pick the top three. What are the top three things that are hurting you the most right now? And then from that, I'm like, pick the big domino. And what I mean by that is that one limiting belief that if you knock this out, it's going to take care of a lot of these little littler limiting beliefs. So we take that one limiting belief, we start there, which was something that is conscious to them. Mm. So now here's what, how we start to take it into the unconscious. One limiting belief, tell me, what's the story you're telling yourself? And now we're already going, we're already dipping into, I rather, I'm going to say subconscious because unconscious is, is really only accessed through breathwork and hypnotherapy and you need a specialist for that. So yeah. the subconscious is work that we can do on our own. Um, so they, what's the story? And then there'll be like, let's say limiting belief is I'm too much for any man or something like that. Uh, What's the story? Well, the story is that I grew up and, you know, my father, he left my mom and then I was really, really independent. And then I kept going through my life being really independent and I would just repel any other man. So this is how things are. And then I tell him, okay, take the story away, strip it. What's the pattern? And then this is where I get question marks. I'm like, "What, what do you, what do you mean? And this is where we're really hitting gold. Like if you remove the narrative that you're telling yourself to justify why this limiting belief is in place, what is the raw mechanism that is in place that you keep repeating over and over again in four to five steps? And what you'll see, I, I, this is the part where I really need to help my client because again, you can do this on your own, but it's difficult. It's like, okay, craves love, uh, goes on app, fires off dates, finds a situationship or a relationship, whatever feels insecure, instigates fights, creates drama, pushes away, uh, has heartbroken, is, can't, can't function for months, does it again. So we all have patterns in our life where I'm like, why do I keep doing this? Why do I keep making money and spending all of it and then needing to stress out to make more money? Why do I keep <laughs> attracting the same dude in my life? Why do I keep having the same fight with my partner? Because there's a pattern, there's a subconscious slash unconscious pattern that's playing out that you are not aware of. And when we become aware of that pattern, what is it exactly? Now we can reprogram it. And I have a whole process for that because now you see exactly you you cannot unsee the ways that for using this example, you go into this, I don't have love, I need love phase. Like you can track it. You can track the part where. She's blasting off on, on, on dating apps and going, 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 going and like on a rampage to get dates. You can track her being in a relationship, a situationship. You can track her being stressed out about it because she keeps fighting with this person. You can track her being, it's, it's trackable. And now it's like, here you go. You're doing this to yourself. Do you want to stop? And from there, from that decision, because the client needs to have agency. Because if you as a coach tell them, this is not serving you, stop it. Let's rewrite it. They don't have the energy behind of like, I want to change this. But if you're like, here is what's going on literally in your life right now. Is this what you want? That's the point where they're like, oh, hell no. We have to change this. Please show me how to change this. I'm ready. And that's where we complete the unlock phase. And we move into the embodiment phase, which is cool. Now that you want to change all the ways that you're self-sabotaging yourself. It's and you know this a businesswoman who's engaging in this, can you see how she is not showing up fully for a team? She's not showing up fully for her messaging. She's not showing up fully for her programs because her energy is being drained by her relationship category.
0: And so the initial kind of symptom of what they think their problem is like, Oh, I need, I need to get more visibility or something like that. Uh, It's actually unlocked through uh, unlocking a different part of their life because it's draining all of their energy
2: right because they we are trained even if you look at corporations like we're trained to think in silos there's Mm -hmm. the marketing department there's the strategy department there's account department let's not talk to each other right and we do the same thing with our brain (laughs) where it's just like your work your business department and, and actually this, I'm going to use this as an example, because this is the number one crossover. I mean, there's, there's family, there's health, but um, love life and business always like the patterns that show up in your love life. I always find happen in your business and vice versa, where you're like, Oh, cool. Like I'm trying to, you know, grow my business and expand to these next levels. But all my free time, when I'm in my love life, I'm miserable and I don't feel like I'm worthy. And I feel like I'm too much. And like, I'm going to get rejected. Do you really think that that part of your brain is just like checking out when you like clock into work?
0: Mm, That's so true. It's
2: operating in the background.
0: Mm, mm. It's running some
2: background software on you and you don't even know it.
0: Now, can I just do a side note? Your partner, AJ, who I know you do work with. Yeah. His abs are insane. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going <laughs> to lie. I saw him on your stories. I think it was today. And I'm like, what on earth are those abs? This guy is a machine.
2: Well, you'll be surprised that he only spends three hours a week at the gym.
0: Well, tell him, tell him that I said that because <laughs> I, I was like this dude, massive respect. <laughs>
2: No he's, he gets comments he is on, un- on his abs all the time.
0: He has unlocked his abs. That's what he's done. He's <laughs> done he's done the unlocking work. <laughs>
2: He actually has done the unlocking work he's got that phase down. Cause he also does subconscious reprogramming. And yes, he, he figured, I mean, he does human optimization. So he's yeah. figured out how to, um, he talks about the minimal effective dose, uh, which is what is the minimal amount of work that you can, it's basically like the lazy man's wet dream, which is like, what is the least amount of work that you can do to get like epic abs or, yeah. well, he doesn't <laughs> let, let's just, let me just be fair. He does high performance coaching. So yeah. body he does mind. So, um, um, but yeah, body, body optimization is one of his, I, I, I just it. had to acknowledge. I have abs. Yeah, do. <laughs> I'm like, I, I like, I'm starting to, I'm like, wow, our relationship has an ROI.
0: <laughs> just by, just by hanging out with him, just being around. I, like, look I'm look better.
2: i like my hair's shinier. Cause I have to take like collagen pills in the morning. Cause apparently it's healthy for your skin. And I'm like, wow, my hair is so luscious right now. And I have abs because. Like I have like a, a meal plan. There's there's a lot of there's a so lot
0: good. of it. so good. So this has been so good. This unlocking stage is like massive. So take me yeah. through what embodying and the next couple of kind of stages looks like. Yeah,
2: of course. So once you've actually, you know, we're looking back at the windshield, right? So you're trying to get in a car and you're trying to go somewhere and your windshield's just dirt. You cannot drive. You can't no go until you just clean mm. that up. And now you have clarity, which is like, cool, like I can see now, I can see beyond this dirt. So once we clear the dirt, now we get you in a place of saying, okay, um, why are you doing this business? What's the bigger reason? And there's actually a... um, some on like subconscious work going here. It's not as heavy as an unlock because that's really where you have to do the heavy mm-hmm. lifting. Now it's about just doing the things that are slightly under the surface, like uh, slightly under the iceberg. And you just got to like invite them up because now there's space for these things to bubble up. So first is your why, which, like I said, It lives in, it's a feeling, your why is a feeling. It's not like the I help or whatever. Like my why is to um, rediscover what it means to be human. Every time I say that in a podcast, in in a program to a client, I'm like, I feel it in my body. The curiosity, the desire to uncover the human mind, um, to understand what really makes us operate and makes us feel fulfilled on this planet. Like that's what I'm here to do. The vehicle just happens to be story. So the why doesn't, you know, I could start another business tomorrow. I could clear out this whole business and do something else and and go work as a gardener tomorrow. My why is still gonna be the same. It's still gonna color everything I do. So what's that bigger why? And you see like when people connect to their why, there's like this big smile on their face and like, oh my God. I'm so passionate about this. I, can, I had like this woman who went from like being super rigid, like business woman in the beginning of our first session. And the end she's like, I feel so soft and warm and I wanna cry. And that's what your why is. And then you have the vision, which is cool. Like now you know how you wanna feel. Now you know the energy that you wanna put into everything you do. What's the direction? Where do you wanna go? This is where you start driving the car. And it's like, I wanna go from A to Z, cool. And what, who are in that direction? What are you doing? Like, what is what is the thing you're going to be doing? In this case, it will be for entrepreneurs. It will be their business. It will be whatever it is helping. For me, it's helping people tell their story. That's that's my vision. Mm-hmm. Um, and for whom? For me, it's for you know visionary leaders. And how do you transform their lives so you know they can put down their armor, they can step into their truth, and they can. Create Like catapult their influence, their outcome, and their impact. So that's basically the vision. Now you can get a very clear understanding. My why is to rediscover what it means to be human. My vision is to help these people create these results in their life through this work that I do. And now you have a, a direction. And lastly, it's the values. It's your values, which... 90% 90% of the time your values are unconscious as well and like unconscious subconscious. And a lot of people, I'm like, What's your, what are your values? And it's like, they just make shit up. Like, oh, honesty, community, and uh, you know, uh, hard work. And I'm like, what, okay, hold up. Let's, let's look at this, let's unpack this. Cause they just do what, what they've seen on other people's websites or what they think they should be doing. But truly what if your value is spirituality? what is your value is family. And you're like, well, what is, what does family have to do with my business? Like it's separate. And it's like, no, it's not separate because if one of your core values is family and you're not, you're not telling yourself that, but if you actually admit you discover that family is one of your top core values, then what does it look like in your business for you to bring your team together? how does it color your programs maybe the communities that you create in your programs hmm. how does it look like uh, change the way that you communicate with your client maybe it's boxer support instead of email so your values your true values like for me it's courage it's consciousness um and it's also connection and these values in my business they shape everything i do and if i feel out of alignment if i'm like you know I don't know if I should say yes to this JV or this collaboration. I'm not sure if I should actually run this program. I always come back to my why, my vision and my values and looking at my why, my vision and my values, it's going to be crystal clear whether I should be running that program or whether I should be collaborating with this person. Because if that person does not, you know, let's say uh, one of my values is um, connection and that person wants to just like keep it email only, no phone calls. Let's just like automate the shit out of everything. I'm like, okay, there is a rupture in values. And so I'm going to be betraying myself if I go this route. So when you have that, that's embodiment. That's not just Mm. talking about your story. That's becoming your story. That's having it in your body being like, this is who I am. This is what I stand for. This is who I help. And here's what matters to me. And everything I do from now on is going to be in alignment to that. That embodiment is where people are like, how do I get confident telling my story? The reason why you don't feel confident telling the story that your copywriter wrote for you is because you're not embodying it. You're not doing this. And I have clients that I've worked with for years and they're like well advanced in their business and we're still coming back to this. We're still coming back to, well, what's your why? Remember your why? And they're like, oh, should I, should, I, uh, should I launch this program? Well, what are your values? Does this match your values? We're still coming back to it years after working together. So it's, it's foundational work. Mm. And now when you have that foundation in place, it's like the foundation to your house. It's the unshakable, this is who I am. This is what I stand for. Here's what I value. Now we design your story. Can I say that
0: well, you, know, you get all those things in place, it's going to make your story a lot more attractive as well. And Oh, yeah. And it's going to make you magnetic. Because mm-hmm. all of a sudden there's like a solidity about who you are, what you represent, what's important to you. And people will resonate with that or they won't. So it has that repulsion and attraction characteristic. Have you noticed mm-hmm.
1: that? With- oh, absolutely.
2: I mean, part of what I talk about is that magnetism, like creating mm-hmm. that inner magnetism. And people are like, cool, like what, what's the language I got to say? What's the-? But the thing is people keep trying to take shortcuts, Conn. Mm. And that's the problem. They keep trying to hack their way into being a really well-known brand or being, um, you know, uh, a recognized figure in their space. They keep trying to hack their way and shortcut their way through it. But the thing is for you to truly be that, you need to be it. I know it's it's like you need to actually become it. Mm. And there's no amount of hacking that is, nobody's going to do this work for you. There's no business strategist that you can hire that's going to do this for you. And you outsourcing it, if somebody, if I have entrepreneurs who are outsourcing it, I go back to Unlock because I'm like, what part of you wants to give out your power? Let's look at that. And so um, that embodiment piece, when you have it, people can feel it. You can feel when someone's wobbly. You can feel when somebody, and this is going back to that tangible versus intangible. You can feel in your body when you're scrolling or when you meet someone and you're like, I don't know, there's something about this person. I can't quite put my finger on it. But I just don't resonate with them, or like there's something about them that repels me. I, I don't. I don't actually feel like they're legit. Are they legit? And it's coming from this uh, embodiment piece of when you know who you are and you hold your ground. Yes, you will repel a lot of people, but you will attract a lot more people, and they will be the right people for you. That's really and that's weird. how we we look at energy here. Is is when people are like, I'm I'm not attracting the right client. I'm not getting you know the the right clients aren't finding me, or the, my audience isn't resonating with my message. This is it. Cause if you are connected, then people will feel you and you will, because you feel yourself and you're not going to, you're going to be unfuckwithable is basically mm-hmm. the, the term for it.
0: That's the technical term. <laughs>
2: the, the technical, you know, in a dictionary. <laughs> the dictionary. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, this is so good. I can see how this creates a lot of solidity power in your message. You know, I mean, we haven't even got into like articulating your message yet. This Mm -hmm. is, this is the foundational, it's almost like cleaning things out. And then, and I know, you know, you mentioned Amy before and I I remember reading on a blog that she wrote and it was like, I think it was, or I think it was a podcast and, and she was talking about like the 10 things that were most uncomfortable to talk about. And one of them was around earning more money. Uh, you know, than the men in her life and all that sort of stuff, like, and, and her dad and all that sort of stuff. And and I was exactly what you were talking about. And I know for me, when I read that, it made her story 10 times more sticky, mm-hmm. 10 times more attractive. Like, because I was like, wow, I actually get to look into the deeper side of who she is. And, and it actually makes her more attractive because mm-hmm. it's like, wow, look how human she is. She's going through stuff just like me and just like everyone else and that human side of it. And when you own that part of you, that story, then yeah, it just makes you more attractive as a human being.
2: Yeah. And you're right. uh, The parts that you are not wanting to share are most likely the ones that people most need and want to hear. (laughs) Wow. And, you know, what I tell, you know, my clients is that the parts of your story that you don't own will own you. So let's say if she didn't want to talk about her father or the men in her life of how much money she made, she would consistently be hiding that. And that would be eating her up inside. And they would own her until mm-hmm. she owns it and is able to talk about it. And as a result, that's going to uh, impact and, and stick with a lot of people. Because we, we all fundamentally just want to hear the fucking truth. We live in a world of bullshit. So we want true. the truth. That's, that's what people resonate with. It's the truth, it's vulnerability, it's, it's reality. And then there's then these, the obstacle of, well, how do I tell it? Which is stage three, which is design. This is where we design your story, which is, okay, now that we, you know all that you know, like who you are, you've cleared the, you clear the closet. Now it's like, well, how do I articulate this? How do I communicate this? How do I tell a story? And in this stage is where I bring in a lot of structure which I know Mm. the left brain loves, Um, a lot of structure, a lot of frameworks of like, how is it, there's a proven method of how you can become a really compelling storyteller. There's, you know, the hero's journey, there's just so many different, um, this is where I bring in more like a, my my communication writer background, where it's like the crafting of the actual story, because, you know, it is true that no, nobody wants to sit there and listen to you talk for an hour about your entire life story and why it's brought you to where you are today. Like you need that shit in five minutes or less. (laughs) You need to get that through in five minutes or less. And the biggest kicker that a lot of people miss is that your story, by the time you get into stage three, you will understand in your body that your story is not actually about you. Because a lot of people who don't do stage one and stage two, they're like, well, I have to tell my story because I went through so much and I have a really beautiful story to tell. And me, 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 me. And it's just like, look at me. I need to talk about what I did, dot, 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 so I can help people. And it's just like, nah. Nah that's not how it works. Mm. How it works is what about my story can I now give as a vehicle to help other people heal, to help like now that you have created your medicine, how do you best share it with others who need that medicine as well? And so when we look at structuring your, your hero's journey and your story, we look at what are the parts that need to be shared and what are parts that don't need to be shared, not because you're hiding them, which is the issue for a lot of people. It's like, oh, I don't need to talk about this. Like, no, actually you do need to talk about that, but you cannot differentiate what you need to talk about, what you don't need to talk about until you do the work that I've discussed. So now that you have a clear mind, it's like, oh, actually this this isn't relevant to my my mission, but this is. So now we, we pick the parts of your story and we create the story arc of what is your hero's journey. And when people hear your hero's journey, how do they see themselves in you? So the idea is to go from hi, I'm Luke Skywalker. Here's how I became Yoda. And now I invite you to come and learn how you can do this too. Yeah. And so it's the, the journey in design, the three, what's really powerful um, and that I watch people. It's such a pleasure to watch people is to go from being the hero to like truly becoming the guide and there's obviously all these tactics and strategies on how you can articulate it and how do you use your language for better and how do you structure it. And there's a, I take my clients through like a rinse and repeat framework. But again, that framework won't stick. It won't actually work unless you, you really have soul in it because it's like I'm giving you a skeleton. Like it's up to you to breathe the soul and to like breathe in the body. Um, and so the skeleton only works with, with those different dynamics. So this is the part where now you're like, wow, I have a story that I can tell. I feel really, really good about the story. And one of the things that I teach is I don't just give them like a rigid, you know, it's not about making like a two page document that you have to read every time you're in a podcast or you're speaking on stage. It's rather about getting so familiar with the beats of your story. Like what's your past? What's the problem? What's the climax? Uh, who did you become and what can you give? And you become, you put it so much in your body that you can be in a podcast. You can be on the stage, you can be in an elevator and you just can do this in five minutes. And reading, the real mastery happens when you can be in an audience and read the audience and the energy of the audience, and then you shapeshift your story to, to basically be able to serve the, the audience better. So you have almost like a living ebb and like a bell curve that is alive. And based on who it is that you're talking to, you can switch out the details, you can leave out certain things or include certain things. But again, for you to get to that place you really need to be so like this is what my story is, and this is what my audience needs to hear, and be in such a place of service that now your story has become the vessel for the message that you carry. Yeah, which is super powerful to watch that um, metamorphosis take place.
0: Uh, I I love the word um, shapeshift when you were talking about mm-hmm. that. I think like that's a really cool way of seeing it. I feel like that's quite fresh, um, and and the idea of becoming because you are the story you don't have to memorize the story necessarily it's it's almost like when when someone's a great speaker they they it's like it just comes out of them like they are unconsciously embody their story unconsciously embody their presentation mm-hmm. so when they watch the audience and if they're not responding in certain bits they will tweak things they'll shape shift it they'll adjust it and it's like you actually Create and what I'm hearing, even as I'm talking, it's like it's almost like people with of the unlocking, you create space to allow the reading of energy in externally. Because before you're trying to just handle all your own energy, but when you release it, you can actually have the awareness of what's happening around you. Whether you're on a virtual presentation or doing a podcast or something, and you know how to adjust it, you've got that you've got that space to do it.
2: Yeah. And that's what we're, you know, a lot of this is clearing out when we're looking at phase one and phase two, that's your um, private story. That's your inner story. we look at phase three design and amplify that's your public story. And so many times people are just going for the public story, not doing the private story, but the truth is that the private story informs the public story. Mm -hmm. And when you clear all the space, and you connect to that higher part of you, now you are able to give this, if you look at this public story as like a a mask, now you actually give it soul and this thing comes alive and it becomes a human instead of an empty shell, which is where a lot of people are operating at right now. And so that soul, that private story, it has everything to do because you cannot tell the public what you yourself haven't understood. And it's really important to understand that what you, the insights that you have around who you are, what you serve, like all of that work informs everything you share publicly. And if you're trying to do it on the outside in, it's it's just not going to land because now you're hiring people to tell you who you are and you're copying your competitors and you're looking to other people, just, you know, copying their way of speaking, their way of doing. And it's, it's really heartbreaking because it strips you of the chance to actually give your gift to the world because you're unwilling to do this very necessary work. And a lot of people dismiss it. Like, well, my story, it's got nothing to do with my business. Like, I just I'm going to focus on like scaling to seven figures this year. Like, go, go, go. And I'm like, no, actually, you're going to have to deal with this, whether you like it or not. So you can incorporate it and make it part of your business strategy, or you can wake up one day with your millions of dollars and feel like you're not fulfilled and actually understand that, wow, like, what do I have to give to the world? I'm incomplete. So we want to not get people to that point. We want to make sure that they're not betraying or abandoning themselves every step of the way. That's what your story does. And when you have the story, when, like you said, when you are the story, you don't have to memorize the story Then you can see how, okay, what do I put in my about me? What do I put in my video bio? What do I put my Instagram bio? It becomes easy because it's just a matter of like, well, how do I want to edit this text? You know, Because now now it's like, you've done the work, you know what the story is. And it's like, well, I want to sprinkle this in my bio and I'm doing a presentation to a a corporate thing. So I'm going to do this, but then tomorrow I'm doing a presentation to a spirituality festival. So I'm going to shift it this way. And now you have your story and you can design it any which way that you end. And it will always be in integrity with, with who you really are. And so you can change it, you can shift it, but it's always coming back to that foundation. And then now we look at amplify, which is only the tiny, tiny tip of the
0: iceberg. Now we get featured.
2: <laughs> yeah. Now you get on Forbes. Cool. You know what I mean? Cool. And, that and, is. you know, I, I want to disclaimer that there's so many people out there There's just it's a shame, you know, I, I, cause you're going to see a lot of people in Forbes that haven't done this one, two, three Mm. word, because honestly, like in this, the issue that I have with the PR world right now is that you can pay your way into it too many, too often. It's like, as long as you have the cash and you have like the right context, go for it. But the thing is that even if you are taking that strategy, like, look, no judgment It's you know, you, you do you, um, but just becoming aware that when you pay whatever for that ink article, whatever it is, Um, cool, it would be a great thing to to share to your audience and you do credibility and you have a logo on your website, but a year from now, what's that gonna do for you? Two years from now, what's that gonna do for you? When it comes to PR, it's really important to build, uh, a lot of people think short-term, if only I can get on Forbes, if only I could do that, then I'll make it. It's like, no, you get on there and then you have a strategy for you to pitch to other outlets so that you can ride that wave. And you you, uh, plan it around one of your launches so that you can monetize the PR. So uh, this is more getting into, as you can see the tip of the iceberg, like we started with like deep unconscious work. This is where we bring in the tactics and the strategy, which is something that I also take my clients through. It's like, cool, like I'm ready to put my, my message out into the world. What does your marketing look like? Now we look at, okay, how do you need to be showing up in your social media? Like what are the things that you talk about? What are the things that you share? And when you're pitching, who do you wanna pitch? Whose podcast do you want to be on? What is the message that you're going to bring through when you get on there? And so it's important to understand that when you are doing this from what I described from this place of impact integrity, your message is a transmission when it's aligned. So if it's just you forking up some money for somebody who doesn't know you and doesn't care about you to write up your, your story and just splat it on, on, on a publication then that is going to be a really cool logo for your website and a really cool thing for you to brag about. Congrats, ego, you made it. Now, if we are, and again, like our ego sometimes needs this, the validation and that's fine. I'm not like coming from a place of, ooh, like that's, that's a bad thing. However, if we're looking at fulfillment and legacy and do I want to create something that's really, really going to help people, that's really going to fulfill me in my heart, that's not the way. The way is really, and actually the way is your way, whatever that looks like for you. But when it comes specifically to publicity is what is that message that I did in in three that I want to share? What are the best places to share it? What's my long-term strategy for me to build up a brand and a name that is consistently recognized that people see and they feel something in their body. They feel something in their heart. That people are buying from me, and I'm delivering, and I'm creating results. Like that's the way of integrity and alignment, and it's it's in the long term. It might be slower for some people, but in the long term, it's what creates fulfillment and true impact, hmm. and true influence, and income that you truly earned. I,
0: lo- I love this, and I love when you were talking about you know, there's no shortcuts. You you've got to do the hard work and. It's so true. You know, I know for me, you know, if someone was to work with you or someone was to work with me, it's not that they get shortcuts because they still have to work through the work, but there's a process that kind of, it doesn't make it shorter, but it speeds up the, the, it's an accelerator. It's an accelerator. Exactly. It speeds up the processing. And what I love as well, because I think this industry is more and more becoming, you know, In a way, not I use the word rife, but it's like there's a lot of there's a lot of people entering this industry because it's got a pretty low barrier to entry. There's not a huge, you know, uh, capital outlay that you have to do to become an expert or a coach, or usually. And the problem is, is you know people are seeing these, you know, people who go, oh, I went from zero to seven figures in six months, and all this sort of stuff. But a lot of the time, first of all, if they ever did that. You look at their background and they were running a business for 15 years in a different Mm -hmm. space when they came into it. So they've actually done the work before. And then the ones who do accelerate really quickly implode their life. And we see that happening all the time with social media. They implode their life because they completely missed so many of the steps as they went up that almost that publicity. I'm an influencer space. And I think it can be actually quite dangerous. And then you end up, when I say dangerous, it's more just messy. You Mm -hmm. you end up having a lot messier experience than you would have had if you'd worked through some of the foundational stuff, which is what you're talking through.
2: Yeah. And to add to that, Colin, when we're looking, you know, the, the zero to seven figures in six months, great. So they were like a business strategist at a top executive company or an executive at a top company. Great. So you made seven figures in six months. Now I have questions. How's your family? Mm. how much time do you spend with your kids does your team like you uh does you know like where's your how's your debt does you know like uh, do you have money bank or like how much debt do you have is your seven figures in revenue or is it in profit so again like the the uh, the external mask is so deliciously created in stage three because there's some People that are doing, they're like, they're fucking nailing stage three, but not in an integrated way, but in a, you know, mm-hmm. let me just design like the the story that people will like be, wow, you know? And that's, those are like a lot of marketing bros and a lot of people like that. But um, you see that outside of like, I made it, but like really what's the cost? And do you want to pay that cost? And when it comes to like, you know, you're saying about the messiness, I have seen this over and over again. And it's also something that my coach has shared with me, um, which, you know, I'll share here. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you're thinking about like, If you were to ask yourself, like, what if I got featured on Oprah today, can your business handle it? Mm. Can you handle it? Can you sustain the haters, the amount of attention you're going to get, the orders, the people hitting you up? Like, do you have a system to handle that? Do you emotionally, do you have the capacity to handle that? Um, Do you like what happens then? Mm. Right. And so, you know, people who are just like, PR, 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 okay, if you want, like, logos on your website, again, so that your ego can have it, then great. And, you know, so you can get the blue tick or whatever. Awesome. Um, You go do that, because I'm sure that that will move the needle somehow. Like, I'm not saying it wouldn't. Hmm. But truly, like, that kind of, amplification and that kind of tension that you want upon yourself like do you have the capacity to handle it in a way where you are unfuckable fuck withable with a dictionary term <laughs> and you can really continue to to do the thing that you do because mm. your business could actually explode from that and actually you could go out of business from something like that
0: oh it's it so sounds, true
2: sounds great in theory but it's it- not in practice because you haven't done work
0: yeah this is so good, and I know that for our listeners, and even for myself, you know, it's really brought up uh, a lot of really cool uh, thoughts and ideas. And I can even feel the kind of the movement underneath the surface energetically of you know that desire to shift certain things that are happening in unconscious stories. So uh, it's been a really cool conversation. I'd love to hear what what would be one encouragement for you know if someone is a they're a coach or they're an entrepreneur and they're feeling like, wow, I haven't really faced my real story yet. Like Mm -hmm. where, where would you get them to start?
2: So where I would get them not to start and I'll answer that in a moment, but of course what not to do is to try to fill up your time and your calendar and your time, energy, and attention with, you know, being like, I need to hire a copywriter to write my story for me. And I need to like pitch a bunch of media outlets um, because that is a way that we don't deal with the actual needle mover, which is that unlock and embody phase. So what not to do is don't keep distracting yourself from this. If you're listening to this, you felt something in your body. That's like, Oh shit. Like, mm. I got to look at that. Like, listen to that feeling. That's your body. That's your intuition telling you that there's something that needs to be looked at and that needs to be uncovered. And what you don't want to do is distract yourself with strategy because even Tony Robbins says this, that success is 80% psychology and 20% strategy. Mm. So start treating it as such. And so what to where to start is in that unlock phase, which is asking yourself this, the question, which is what I ask my clients. And you can ask this yourself at home, which is... Why am I not telling my story in the first place? Why am I not telling my story in the first place? And notice when you make that list and you brain dump that on a piece of paper, notice all the external factors that you're blaming. Oh, it's because I don't have enough followers. Oh, it's because not enough clients sign up with me this month. Oh, it's like, notice everything that lives outside of you and cross it out. And I want you to actually look at the things that, live internally and are only internally determined by you, the insecurities, the fears, the blocks, the ways that you know you're holding yourself back is what you actually, is the answer to that question. And when you have those, like you're limiting beliefs, for example, or that insecurity that you have, this is the thing you got to go into. And it's uncomfortable, but magic lies outside of your comfort zone. Mm. And when, you know, they say that in the memes and stuff, but like, this is it in practice is what is it that I'm most uncomfortable about myself, about sharing my story right now? Like what are my deepest insecurities and my deepest fears? How can I literally write them out on a piece of paper, look them in the face and then asking yourself, what, where does this come from? What's the story behind this? What is the story that I'm telling myself around these beliefs? and then you ask yourself just similar to the framework i outlined before like what are the patterns uh, what is mm. the thing that and if you're like i don't know how to find my pattern if you're feeling very like oh how do i find my pattern it's actually quite easy to spot it it's harder to break it down into like chunks mm. the way that i did mm. but it's easy to spot it because you ask yourself what are the things that i don't really want in my life that keep happening you know uh dysfunctional relationships that i keep attracting the money issues that I'm having, the debt that I'm having, whatever it is that you seem to just not be able to escape in your life, your pattern is in there. And there's so much power in looking at that and asking yourself, okay, I make money and then I spend all my money. What's the pattern? What are the stats? And what are the beliefs? So really where you start is by asking yourself that question, which will lead you down a rabbit hole of needing to look at your insecurities and the dark side of you that actually is, just wants to be brought to light. And the way you bring it to light is through your awareness and through doing the kind of work that um, we talked about today.
0: So good. A lot of work to be done, but uh, I think it's just so worthwhile. And I know that it's going to bring out gold. In a lot of yeah. people.
2: And I want to reassure the, the audience, um, you know, people who are listening are like, oh shit, is, am I going to be spending three years in therapy in order for me to like move <laughs> forward? I just want to like break that limiting belief real quick um, yeah. because this can go, um, you know, my, my teacher, one of my teachers says like evolution um, takes as long as it takes to align. And, and so it could take years if you resist the fuck out of it and you avoid it. However, I've had people and, you know, like, for example, I've developed a process to take people through this and accelerate this. No, mm. not shortcut it, accelerate it. Mm. Um, and it can be weeks or months. Mm. Um, I'm not going to sit here being like within 60 days, like you can break any like because that's just bullshit. But um, it can, can take very little time, less time than you think it will take when you apply the correct procedure. So don't feel discouraged. I want you to feel empowered by listening to this, that, wow, I brought my awareness and now I can start this process rather than, oh no, now I can't move forward until I like fix my daddy issues, which is not the case at all. You can absolutely be making money and getting influence and and doing everything that I talked about today, getting all those benefits while you're doing this. It's simultaneous. It's not linear. It's circular.
0: I agree, and and I think as you're doing that work, it allows more outlets for it, and and it just uncovers and becomes more real. It's so it's like that action creates clarity piece. So, for those of you on who are listening right now, and they want to, uh, you know. Reach out to you, get in contact with you, Celine. I know that you've got a a free gift, a PDF for them. Where, where can they grab that?
2: Yeah, of course. So, um, in order to find me, I've made it really easy. There's one thing you need to know is how to spell my name right. As long as you get that part, you'll be able to find me anywhere. So it's C E L I N N E D A C O S T A. It's one L two ends. Now, CelindaCosta.com is my website where you can learn about ways to work with me, the programs that I offer. If you are listening to this episode and you're like, wow, I really need to get into this work, then I absolutely recommend that you go to my website and, or, and, or you get into contact with me and you can follow me. Um, Instagram is, is where, if you want to see how does this actually look like, how does what you're talking about come into play in that stage in the design and amplify stage, go to my Instagram, follow, give me a follow. Um, and you'll be Able to really see and understand how this plays out. And then you can also follow me on Twitter, all the things it's Selina Costa everywhere. You can find me everywhere on social media, Selina Costa. And yes, I also have a free guide for you. For those of you who are going to be asking that question of why am I not telling my story? And would you like some support? I highly recommend that you download the free guide that I have for you. It's called three secrets to a magnetic brand story. Um, And this is gonna help you skyrocket your business and connect deeper with your audience. And there will be some key questions that you can follow for you to really start getting some awareness and take some action steps towards being able to come out with your most magnetic story. So yeah, download the guide. Um, reach out to me if you're interested. Where in would
0: they find the uh, guide? Is that on your website specifically, or the, is it a URL? Can for I it?
2: put it on the, sh- uh, yeah, the show notes? Yeah, do it now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I can. Um, I'll put it in the show notes, cool. and you can also find it like literally selenacosta.com right under the the header. It's gonna Perfect. say. Yeah. Yeah that and then you just put your email in and you're good
0: you're golden so good so good so guys definitely connect with her on instagram i know she's like super active that's that's where i was looking at aj's abs today (laughs) and uh and soon your abs what is what i'm hearing
2: yeah soon in the future (laughs) (laughs) That's,
0: that's what i'm hearing so i'm i'm excited uh about everything happening in your life uh and it's just been cool hearing your process it's obviously very powerful and i'm really curious about it because i really notice even with a lot of our clients they'll go one extreme or the other they'll go with their story they either skip over it and go oh no i don't want to tell i don't want to focus on me or they focus on themselves completely and miss the whole point of their story and Mm -hmm. i think what you were bringing up today Really resolves why they're doing that is because they haven't they haven't actually done that deeper work of, of what's happening for me. So, mm-hmm. Celine, thanks so much for being on the podcast and uh, have a great day. We'll talk soon.
2: Thanks so much for having me.
1: Why is it so hard to know what content to include in your speeches and webinars? Knowing which ideas to keep in and what to leave out is the difference between just getting claps or signing clients. If you're really serious about making your content highly persuasive, make sure to download the Persuasive Content Builder while it's still available. Go to www.persuasivecontentbuilder.com and get your step-by-step formula for designing and delivering content that connects with your audience and moves them to join your programs. Until then, we look forward to seeing you on the next episode of The Expert Edge.